Don't get behind. It's time to unwind. A conversation purely designed with you in mind. Welcome back to another episode of Peer Perspectives. We are happy you are here listening to us today. We hope you're doing well. As always, my name is Desiree. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Mia. And today we're going to dive a little bit into post-grad blues. This is going to be an interesting topic. It is. Honestly. So just segueing into the topic a little bit, we want to kind of first set you up with a scene. You've just graduated. From college, you got your diploma. Praise the Lord. You said, hey, Ma, hey, Dad, hey, whoever your family member is, I made it. And now you're feeling kind of funky. You're like, okay, I don't have a kickback to go to on Friday. (laughs) I don't (laughs) have have a class at 8 a.m. No assignments do. I don't have a football game to tailgate for on Saturday. Like, this is different. Right. It's an adjustment. And 20s are an adjustment. It's a transition period. And even when you're in college, you're transitioning, you're finding out what your personal identity is, who mm-hmm. you are as an individual, mm-hmm. and then they throw you out to the wolves. Right. Honestly, <laughs> like, okay, you graduated. Now go get a job. Figure it out. Figure Basically, it out. You, you think they would give us together. a job. Like, as they give your diploma, they'd be like, you're going to start here. working here on <laughs> right. Monday. No. And so... You know, that leads to a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety. And so we just kind of want to talk about it, considering that Jasmine and Mia graduated and myself, we graduated in 2018. And I just recently graduated from my master's in May. And so it looks different for us, but we're Mm -hmm. all still kind of experiencing those blues in a sense. Yeah, I think kind of the disconnect between how happy graduation is supposed to be as opposed to how you actually feel during that time kind of creates um, those blues, I know for myself, that's kind of what happened there. It's kind of like, oh, this is supposed to be so exciting. Why am I not excited? Yeah, it, definitely. It's like um, we were in a rush just to, you know, get this finished, get it over right. with. I know I was so, and we're so over the late night assignments, you know, those 1159 deadlines. <laughs> it's like we finally get to put that behind us, but then it's kind of like, what next? Yeah. That structure was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely been an adjustment. And so we're going to dive a little bit further into this conversation right after this. Y'all, I am so sick of leaving this apartment to go grocery shopping. Girl, especially with all those restrictions they have because of COVID. Wait, have y'all heard about Instacart? Is that like grocery pickup? No, it's even better than that. It's like personal shopper, delivery to your door in as fast as an hour. An hour? What's the catch? No catch. Just follow the link in our episode notes, which lets Instacart know that Pure Perspectives podcast sent you. Then simply put in your zip code to see which stores are available in your area. And on top of that, your delivery is free if you spend over $35. That's it? Girl, I spend that at the grocery store anyways. (laughs) I'm pulling it up on the app right now. Now that we have had that little ad break, we're going to dive back into the conversation regarding post-grad blues. So the first thing I think is kind of important to talk about is what exactly is post-grad depression? So post-grad depression, honestly, a good way for you to describe it, it's just the depression that occurs in, you know, young adults once they graduate. 
due to having the immediate pressure to, you know, find a career, find a job. And at the same time, it's the sadness of, you know, leaving behind the your friends who mm-hmm. have become more like family right. over these past four years. Um, the life that you've been used to, you know, your whole college experience, we've been used to experiencing new things. Just, you know, getting to step into our first adult life moments. And now it's kind of like you have to leave this big chapter behind. Right. Yeah. And with depression, it looks different for each person. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because Mia or Jasmine or myself might experience it a little different doesn't mean that the way you're experiencing it is any different than Mm -hmm. ours. Um, It's always an individual walk in. So um, we just want to take some time to reflect. And, you know, maybe you are experiencing the same things that I experienced. And I can offer a little bit of insight how I got through with mine or how I'm navigating it now that I've took that graduation step again. Right. So just to kind of hop into that, let's just kind of talk about what we each did for work right out of college. So I know for me, I graduated May 2018. um, And then I didn't start my first job until August 2018. It was at a place called Red Ventures. And I was a sales associate. Um, I absolutely hated it. If you ask anybody that knew me during that time, um, they will tell you that I absolutely hated it. And I complained every single day about having to go. So I think that's kind of where mine came from is that it's like, woohoo, I got this job, but I don't like it at all. And like, you had to travel too. Yeah. I had to drive like an hour to work every day. It was not fun. Um, she but don't yeah. drive 10 minutes in town. I so. don't. It was <laughs> terrible. I literally got home every day and was like, don't talk to me. Don't touch me. I don't want to eat. I'm going to sleep. But yeah, that's what it looked like for me. For me, I didn't have a job when I graduated, but I didn't have a job because I was going back to school for my master's. So that was like my mindset. I'm moving, starting my education up again, something Mm -hmm. I've been doing since pre-K. So it's like (laughs) I'm sticking with the routine. I'm just changing to a new location. But long story short, I came back to Charlotte. That's a whole other story. Um, So I didn't have that job. And so it looked a little different for me from that standpoint. Um, For me, getting right out of college, I already knew I was not going to look for a job immediately. I actually um, had it firmly set in my mind. I was I was going to take a year off because I, too, I wanted to return to school. So I plan on taking a year off, um, saving money up, which I did. I took my year off. I saved my money up. But then it's kind of like when that year rounded the end, I was like, ooh, like, what do I do now? Because mm-hmm. I'm really not prepared to start my career because I do still want to go back to school. But now I'm kind of not prepared to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I still I still don't have my my goals set out for me. I have my goals. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I have my goals. I just, you know, we're in a really weird time right now mm-hmm. with COVID. So it's like once I had the drive and I was like, yeah, I'm really, it's time yeah. now. I'm going to I'm gonna reapply for school. I'm going to do this. I was studying um, to take the LSAT. I really wanted to enter law school. Then all of a sudden, you know, the world had the a world really ended. weird thing. And I do not know what happened. <laughs> so, <ended>. you know. <laughs> We're maybe by season two, I'll have some more solid answers <laughs> for this. But at the moment, I'm just, you know, you're transitioning. I'm transitioning still. still. This it's is still process. my transition. It's a process for sure. And so with us, like being in these different places, what did post-grad blues look like for you? And is that still like something that you're still battling today? So I know for me, I don't think I ever really acknowledged it as post-grad blues um like you hear people talk about it but it's kind of like okay what is that um but yeah it was literally just normal for me like I woke up and I I didn't want to go to work I literally hated my job and like because of that it was changing relationships for me like it was changing 
um, what I wanted to do outside of work because it's like I'm tired, I'm stressed, like I literally just want to sleep. So for me, it was a lot of like, I guess, retracting from people. I was around people that I live with um, because I live there. But other than that, I don't think a lot of people saw me during that time just because I did have kind of those post-grad blues where I was sad all the time. I was stressed all the time. I was anxious all the time. Um, if you ask my brother, God, he hated me during this time because I would literally call him every day when I got off work and be like, I hate this. Like, I don't know what I'm about to do, but I hate this. And he was like, well, Jasmine, like, y'all y'all know Christian. Jasmine, you have to figure it out. Like, I, I know you're sad. I know you don't like this, but like, we have to figure it out. So yeah, for me, it was just retracting from people and kind of trying to get my mind right, but not knowing how to do that because I didn't know what exactly was going on with me. For me personally, I think I kind of experienced post-grad blues in a couple different phases. Um, Straight out of college, I, like I said, I wasn't looking for that job. So it wasn't so much a stress for me to immediately find that job. Instead, it was more, I was experiencing life that I never got to experience growing up. So once I was straight out of college, I actually had, you know, good times at first. I was traveling a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I was saving money. I never had, you know, got I got to experience things and places I never had. Right. Now, when that little honeymoon little <laughs> phase ended, that's when things started to get real for me. Because yeah. that's when, like I said, I was getting to the end of my year of that I knew I was taking off. And I was like, oh, okay, well... I haven't done any testing to go back to college yet. Um, I actually haven't studied for testing to go back to college yet. Um, at this time, I really, I sunk into like a real depression really bad at the time. I mean, actually it caused like, for me personally, I was struggling with health at the time too. It caused me to like struggle with my weight a lot um, just from, because I'm one of those people, like my depression affects me like mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. So I struggled with that a lot. Um also, I was having issues with my temporary, um, like, as we call them, our play-play jobs. I was having <laughs> issues with my play-play jobs at the moment. So it turned into a financial issues, mm -hmm. turned into just a multitude of things. I ended up crashing with a friend for a while. I ended up moving back home for a couple months. It was just, it was a lot. For me, it was like, like I said, it was like I experienced that a good, happy face straight out of college. And then it's like life really, like, struck me yeah. really fast, really hard. And I, I'm happy to say I've definitely I've come out of that. Mm -hmm. Like this year was supposed to be my year to, you know, <laughs> step back on track. But <laughs> we know how that went. But it's okay because 2021 is coming. Period. It is coming. Yeah. And with me, I feel like a lot of people could probably relate that you have like this plan and this idea mm -hmm. when you first enter college of like what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was always to continue in school. And um, I always knew that I wanted to continue with psychology. That was like my heart, my baby. And so I was on that path whenever I graduated from undergrad. I was going back to school for psychology. Um, but a lot of other things, a lot of other factors played into it within my personal life. And so I had to make a change. And so during that time, that caused a lot of additional stress mm -hmm. for me because mm -hmm. I was not only not fulfilling what I had planned in a sense, but I was also trying to not navigate, okay, well, what do I need to do? And so that's when I was like talking with God a lot yeah. and trying to figure that out. And so that's kind of how I ended up in Charlotte in a completely different program, um, getting my master's. And so that was a little bit of an adjustment. And so that was like a personal adjustment. And so that added extra stress, like, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right path for me? Am I making a mistake? And so that's kind of like the ideas that I had in my head where I didn't have that undergrad. I knew what I was doing and I just did it. Mm -hmm. And so now that I've graduated again, um, 
a lot of those things towards the end of my master's program were resurfacing in a sense of, okay, well, what do I want to do? Because I know I still want to go back to school. And so I'm going back to school, but I'm not going in the same plan that I originally like identified with. And so that looks different. And, you know, that's just a process of me like learning that things look different and they're not always going to go. And so that the blues kind of came as stress with me Mm -hmm. and just that personal comparison with other people. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. And like even just us three have such different experiences Mm -hmm. with post-grad blues. So like Desiree said at the beginning, like it looks different for everyone. So if you don't see somebody and they talk about theirs and you're like, that's not what's happening to me, that doesn't mean that you're not experiencing that. Um, So I think it's kind of important to like acknowledge it. So for me, it was kind of like, am am I crazy? Like what is going on? Like (laughs) I was so upset all the time and I just didn't understand why. So I think just being able to acknowledge it kind of helped me. Yeah, definitely. How did you personally deal with these comparisons with your post-grad depression? I think that's something I still kind of struggle with today. And it could just be with me graduating again and going through this whole scenario of post-grad blues. Um, Just the aspect of like looking at where other people are and where I'm at. And then also the aspect of looking at people who were in the same field as me mm-hmm. and they got this job and I'm not getting that right. job. And it's like, well, what am I doing wrong? Cause we have the same degree. Like, Sis, <laughs> mm-hmm. What did you do? <laughs> Send me your resume. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like whenever I'm dealing with that comparison, I remind myself and I'm like, I've been doing that a lot lately. I'm like Desiree. Get back in your lane. Right. Like, get Literally. out of your lane. Mm-hmm. Um, God has a plan for me, mm-hmm. and my plan does not look like the next. And so I can't sit and compare myself to why Betty got the job not in Betty. this field and I didn't because God has something bigger for me. Right. So that's what I tell myself that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still going. I'm still like going to get where I need to go. It's just going to look different from the next person. Yeah, I think I can kind of relate to that. Um, I didn't just graduate, obviously, but like I still find myself comparing to people. Um, Like I said, I graduated in May 2018 um, with my degree in marketing, but I didn't get my first marketing job until literally this past May. So I think seeing people graduate that I had classes with, doing what they actually went to school with, um, getting paid to do what they went to school with, for me, it was kind of like, I went to, I took the same classes as you. I learned the same things as you. Like, why am I not getting these opportunities? So it really did stress me out. Like, I'm in sales associate roles. Like, this is not what I went to school with. Did I waste my time going to college? Was my degree a waste of money? Like, it was just a lot. And I couldn't help but be like, look at these people doing what they actually want to do. And I'm doing things that I hate and not understanding it. But I think, um, I mean, I finally got into a position that I like, so that's good, but it it did take time. So during that time, it's kind of like, try not to compare yourself with other people. Cause like Desiree said, everyone has their own walk. Like that obviously wasn't my walk. If I did get one of those jobs right out of school, how do I even know I would have liked it? Like, so just take it day by day and stay in your own lane. Literally (laughs) get out. (laughs) How did you acknowledge the depression or did you just brush it off? Because I know for me, I think I kind of, well, I didn't really have to like zone in on it because I was like, okay, I'm going back to school. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm I've just been keep doing. Going. <laughs> like just read my book, take my test, write my paper. <laughs> so I don't really need to think about it. Um, like, Well, kind of like Jasmine said, how she was like, she didn't really acknowledge it as post-grad depression as first. 
I think I kind of would agree with that, too, because I had other situations going on, like personal with family. So I just felt it as more of a so of a, wow, my life is really right. It could like, be anything. Right now. <laughs> but then, you know, when you look, take a step back, you have to take your, a step back. You look at the bigger picture like, oh, well, yeah, this is probably post-grad depression. Like I'm in a new phase in life. I'm trying to, you know, figure out where I belong, where I'm situated. Mm-hmm. And for me. It also, like I said, because I didn't know I wanted to go back to school, but now it, it's turning into a new issue for me because I did get two degrees while I was in undergrad. So it's kind of, I'm sitting here like um, thinking, oh, well, I always want to go to law school. I've always wanted to do this. But now I have these new ideas where, okay, I could take my psychology further because that's something I'm passionate about as well. And um, I know you heard Desiree talking about the same thing. Me and her, we shared a lot of courses and stuff in undergrad. We've have lots of conversations about how there aren't any black female psychologists. Like there's not a lot in the field. So I was like, oh, okay, I could do that too. So, you know, as a whole, I feel like my post-grad depression kind of hit me. It made me notice it. So I would agree <laughs> with the brushing it off as, at first because I didn't even realize that my issues in life were related to me graduating right. until I'm like, oh, well, yeah, they're related to graduating. <laughs> and a lot of people probably do because yeah. some people like don't consider this as a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so some people are probably like, this is just everyday, just stress, everyday stress for me. That's right. what I felt. Like I'm just overthinking things. And it's like, no, this is something that most people relate with whenever mm-hmm. they graduate. Yeah. When you kind of consider all those different reasons that you're feeling the way that you feel, it's kind of like. Yeah, like yeah, that's it all why. has a there's a source yeah. for it all. Yeah, definitely. And then like whenever I recently graduated, I know like back in January, I started to feel that like pressure of like, mm-hmm. okay, Desiree, you have your masters. Get your crap together. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Now what? Yeah, because people are looking at you. And so that was like something I was going through with. I was talking about that with the people that were close with me, how I was like stressed about this mm-hmm. transition because mm-hmm. I felt in a sense that eyes are on me. And I'm pretty sure that people feel that all throughout, right. whether they're getting their master's, their undergrad or whatever, like somebody's looking at them and they're like, well, what are you going to do next? That's I, the literal topic of conversation. I, I honestly, I, this is this is kind of a little off topic from the question, but I, I just think it's just so interesting and crazy how we truly all have our own perspectives and things. Because as Desiree's sitting here saying this, I'm sitting here with the same undergrad degree as Desiree. And I'm like, wow, like she got her <laughs> master's. <laughs> like she, like, wow, I always, I always, we always say in the group, we're always like, oh, wow, Desiree's the one with it all together. <laughs> right. So it's not. This, that's why you had, you can't judge your own journey yep. based off others. Cause at the same time, while I'm sitting here saying, oh, wow, yeah, Desiree's got her master's, she's struggling with her own post grad. And I think that's just so funny, honestly, that we really, we really don't know what each other are going through in all walks of life, all all forms of this. It looks different to everyone. Right. And then even off of that, if you're a first generation student, mm-hmm. you may not have anybody to talk to about just graduating, trying to mm-hmm. find a job, maybe going back to school. So it's kind of like you might feel alone and that may also contribute to that post-grad depression. Even I, as a minority student, yes. right. you're like, I've got to be that example. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. No, I'm honestly like, I'm so glad you brought that up because I mean, I guess I didn't think about that just now, but I'm I'm not only a first um, generation college student, I'm first generation high school to graduate. Um, my parents had kids very young. They didn't finish high school off so and I'm the oldest of all my right. siblings. So that's kind of like, this is a whole new territory mm-hmm. for me. Like, in my family, I it's, 
I don't have no one to talk to and turn to besides like my peers. Right. So that's kind of where that same, you know, viewing my life off my peers is because I don't really have anyone else to view it off of. So that's, yeah, that's definitely, if you're a first generation college student, like we give you all the applause. Honestly. Yes, it's hard and we understand it is hard and it's okay because you're start you're setting your family up for future generations. They're gonna look to you, your children, your grandchildren, they're gonna be like, Look what you did, look what he she did. Mm-hmm. I can do it too. Yeah, for sure. And then kind of building off of that comparison that we do with social media being such a big thing, do you think that gives us a false ideology of what life post grad is supposed to be? Oh yeah. I feel like on social media, you're only seeing people who post when they got the yeah, job. Yeah, at their best. Yeah, you're not seeing the struggle. You're not going to see somebody post, yeah, I struggled. I haven't found a job yet. And so all you have to compare off of is what people are doing at Greatness. their best. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that plays into this post-grad blues and the comparison issue that you have because social media is really a place for people to show off them at their best. Mm-hmm. And we need more people to step in when you're at your worst so mm-hmm. that we can relate better. Um, so, yeah, that was a big thing for me, too. Right. I'm almost like Instagram hears me talking about how sad I am. And then I get on and it's people, it's like, people drinking happy. mimosas, living their best <laughs> yeah. life because they got this great job. And it's just like, no. like, when is my turn? Honestly, and I will say it speaks to who we follow on social media. We know so many successful and like hard driven people. Right. So yet us particularly, every time we get on social media, someone has... A new job. Bought a house. A new internship. Bought a house. Bought a Mm -hmm. car. Paid off all their debt. Right. And I will, like I said, I will applaud my friends on that because that means, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm surrounding myself with people who are out here striving. Exactly. Yeah. But gosh, it really does hit hard when it's like I cannot scroll without seeing people just uh, living, living lavish, living it up. Like, and I'm just like, wow, like, am I, am I behind like with my post-grad life? Like, should I be hitting these same accomplishments? Mm -hmm. You kind of turn it into like a contest. Not exactly contest, but it's like, I mean, why haven't I reached this finish line? Right. Yeah. And it's like, sis, get back in your lane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like we're, we're, trying, we're trying to race each other and we're in different lanes. Right. That's not my race. <laughs> at all. It's not at all. And so whenever you're dealing with that aspect of social media and then also just personal issues with post-grad, how do you navigate the conversations that can be triggering for someone that's experiencing those blues? Like, for instance... Holiday season, going home to the family. Your your family is like the worst. They're like, so what's next? Did you did you start applying for jobs? Mm -hmm. Does it have benefits? No, right? They, I mean, it's always like not to harm you, but it's like almost as if people ask questions without actually thinking about like how that's going to affect someone. Like when people ask people when they're going to have kids, like. You don't know what that person mm-hmm. is dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, not mind your business, but mind your business. Literally, like, mind your I'll business. tell you when something happens. Um, I'll tell you when I have exciting news. But if I'm not talking about it, there's probably a reason. But yeah, that's a really good point. Like being around family can be hard Stressful. when you feel like you're not as successful as you want to be when you feel like you're not on the path that you want to be and answering those questions can be hard. Because we're our toughest critics. And mm-hmm. then when we have somebody else in our ear right. reminding us of what we already Reiterate know, yeah. our own insecurity, it just makes it worse. Like I sometimes I get anxiety thinking about like, okay, brace yourself. 
Mm-hmm. With this question. How am I, yeah, because you know it's coming. So it's like, how am I going to deal with that when it happens? Bouncing off of that, I personally, something that's triggering for me when other people come to me. Um, so at my job currently, I'm employed as a bartender, you know, just because I like making money every day. So I like <laughs> making leave, money and I, I like leaving with my money after every shift. But um, something that's triggering for me, you know, as a bartender, you know, you have a lot of conversations with people. So I get to know my, I get to know my guests really well. And the one thing that's so triggering for me, they'll ask me, you know, about if if I'm in school, whatever. And as soon as I tell them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I graduated with, you know, a degree in criminal justice and degree in psychology. Their first response is like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's so triggering because I'm just like, you have no idea what my plan is, what my path is, what it's taken to get here, what it's going to take to get me to my next step. You're just automatically like, what? You have two degrees? Like, why are you bartending? And my response is to pay for those two degrees. But it's literally like you could be doing this Mm -hmm. and still be working Mm -hmm. like a job that you like. You don't know anything and you're still that confident to ask me these questions. Like I could be a lawyer during the day and be a bartender at night. Like you don't know what I'm doing. And your degree does not define or limit you into where Mm -hmm. you can go in life. Yeah, not at all. My dad got his bachelor's in psychology and it has nothing to do with the work Mm -hmm. that he does Mm -hmm. now. Like you might have in your head, oh, I'm going to get this degree. And then you realize when you get out of college, no, that's not actually mm-hmm. what I want to do. Right. I'm really good at this. So, like, just because I say, oh, yeah, I got my degree in this doesn't mean that that limits me to just that. Right. Exactly. And that could be something else that causes issues because it's like I went to school. I got this degree. Now I don't now I'm not even using it. Yeah. I don't even want that anymore. But, yeah, your degree, I don't feel like limits you at all. Like yes. when you go to get jobs, are you degreed? Do you have your education? Like, because they're going to have to train you anyways, ultimately. Yeah, exactly. And also, like you guys were saying, how your degree does not, like, limit you to a certain job. So, like, with me personally, my job that I have, it was from an income stance. Like I said, I wasn't prepared to Mm -hmm. go into my career. My job, it provides me with income that I can pay Everything I need to get paid. And as I said, I'm saving money to return to school. Right. I put myself through undergrad and I'm going to have to put myself through, you know, unless someone wants to throw me a scholarship. Because, you know, if you're listening, I accept grants <laughs> and scholarships. But um, people don't really take that into account. Like when they make those comments about um, what they they think, it's like they have an opinion what they think you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody and has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. And I'm just like. Honestly, it's my journey. When God wants me to be in my field, God is going to pick me up and place me there. Literally. That's it. And that's all. That's all she wrote. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been talking about, you know, what it was like for us experiencing post-grad depression. Um, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but just to go deeper into it, did you ever speak with anyone about it? And if you didn't, why not? I don't think I ever blatantly spoke with anyone about it. Like, hey, I'm depressed, this, that, and the third. Um, I think I kind of danced around the topic. I told people I was stressed, I was anxious, whatever it may be. Like I said, I was living with someone at the time, and we talked about it a lot because I just honestly wasn't myself during that time. So, yeah, I never acknowledged it for what it was, but I did speak to people about it in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely coming out of undergrad, I didn't speak to anybody about it just because – I was, I think I was more focused on figuring out what I was going to do. And I was like, I don't have time to talk about it. I don't have time to talk about it. (laughs) I need to make my problems have answers. And so during undergrad, no. Um, Definitely since I've graduated from my graduate program, I have talked about it. And I have taken that time to acknowledge 
the stress and the triggers that come with transition. Mm -hmm. And so that has been like really beneficial for me because sometimes getting that perspective or just talking about your problems, not keeping them bottled up allows you to think through. And then it opens doors and opens room for you to like clear your mind and say, Oh yeah, I think I actually want to do this or Mm -hmm. that, or let me, I'm really good at this. Let me try and do that. I love what you said about it being able to clear your mind. Because I personally don't think I really talked about the depression when I was in it. I think it was more after. I'm not to say I'm fully out of it because I definitely still believe I'm in in sort of a transitional phase. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I have post-grad depression. I was depressed. I went through this, this, and this. But it's like once you do talk about it and open up, it's easy to talk about. It's right. kind of like that weight lifted because you can acknowledge like, hey, yeah, I think I dealt with this. I think I went through this. I struggled through this. How can I move on? How can I grow from that experience? And also just like this time that we're in, there's not that stigma placed on people whenever they say something Mm -hmm. like I had post-grad blues Mm -hmm. or I'm feeling really down. And people are able to talk about that more Mm -hmm. and express that. And so that opens doors for other people who are like, oh, yeah, I felt the same way. I thought I couldn't talk about it or I didn't think it was anything. And so, yeah, definitely talking about it allows other people to gain Mm -hmm. and whether that's even not even saying but i am a wonderful i'm an advocate for therapy go to therapy it is a blessing it will help you out but you don't even have to necessarily go to therapy anything that will be an outlet for you your friends your peers they could be an outlet just find in any individual that you can have these conversations with because it's very important right So kind of um, to wrap things up, what would you tell somebody who believes that they're currently struggling with post-grad blues? We just said, um, talk, talk to people. Um, If it's really mm -hmm. bad, talk to a therapist. Talk to a therapist. Yes. Um, Some, it's good to talk about things with your friends, but if you know, like it's negatively affecting your everyday life and your everyday things, then you should talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. It's not good to keep it all bottled up because eventually it's all going to come out. Right. Like we said, it looks different for everyone. And I think there's different levels to it as well. So it could obviously be affecting you. You have a little bit of anxiety, but then there's also those people that literally it may be crippling for them. Um, So don't see it as a negative thing to talk to someone like it honestly might help you. I wouldn't say that it helps everyone because everyone's different, but it honestly might help you. And if that is something that could help, I feel like it could be worth a try. So I definitely would believe that you need to let people know that they're not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Like tell them, you know, help explain them this is a normal experience and that everyone, like we said at the very beginning, everyone's experience looks different. And not to compare yourself to others because we are all on different paths, always. While we're on that, I would like to wrap us up with our little tip of the week. So my tip of the week is normalize therapy. Normalize therapy. That is my tip of the week. I do believe we are the generation who are going to make it completely normal. We're the generation who is more comfortable with therapy. And that is a great thing because therapy really does help. Like we said, talking to someone It can really help your outlook and it can really help affect your life. And it doesn't have to be this big, huge thing for Mm -hmm. you to decide to go to therapy. Like Mm -hmm. it's literally just talking to someone to get a different opinion. Ultimately, it is a professional, but at the end of the day, it's a different opinion. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be this big, huge deal. Oh, my God, I'm going to pour my heart out for you to have to go to therapy like it can literally be anything. And there's so many different outlets um, now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to actually go in, sit on the couch right. and talk. You can do it over the computer, mm-hmm. over the phone. I know with COVID going on, there's 
tons of telemedicine. Yeah, virtual sessions. Yeah. So just figure out what works best for you. There's, you know, if you don't want to do the individual type therapy, there's group therapy. You can have a community of people who are feeling similar feelings to you and just go and let it all out. Be free. And if you are struggling um, on a deeper level, I would like to note that there are um, hotlines that you can call and talk to. And I believe we're going to include a hotline for you in the information For this episode. So just know there's always someone who will listen to you if you feel like no one is hearing you. Yeah, for sure. And if you're looking for if you're a black girl and you're looking for a podcast that focuses on mental health, um, there is one that I'm going to list in the episode notes. Go to it. She has a website and it's all African-American therapists. And so you can just type in where you're located. Find the one for you. Definitely take advantage of the resources that are available. So if you like this episode, please leave us a review and follow us on our social media. Don't forget to share our podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever. Also, if you have a topic or want our perspective and or advice on anything, send us a message via our social media, which are located in the episode notes. Or you can always email us at pureperspectivespodcast at gmail.com. Who knows? It might be part of our next discussion. As always, thank you for your continued support, and we'll see you again real soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.